Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From Decrypt.co, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, not much more to talk about than $15,000 Bitcoin. But we also are going to talk about regulations in Hong Kong. Coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Today is Thursday, November 5th, 2020. And what a day. What a day. America is still waiting for a result for the presidential election. And while we're waiting, we're looking at our wallets, our black folios, our portfolios, our coin market caps or coin gecko or wherever you're looking at your Bitcoin and cryptocurrency prices and going, damn, yo, I should have bought more Bitcoin, yo, or something like that. Anyway, the FOMO is real. The FOMO is real. And we're going to get into the crypto prices right now. And I'm recording this at 3.05 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin sitting at $15,115.23, up 7.2% from yesterday or over $1,000. Ethereum for $12.58, up 2.3%. Litecoin, $58.72, up 7.8%. Chainlink 1104 up 4.55% and XRP 24.6 cents up 3.3%. Total market cap for all of cryptocurrency is $427.6 billion with BTC dominance of 65.3%. And I want to just pat myself and my guest on the back really quick. A couple of days ago, we put out if there's a contested election, if this drags on, you should long Bitcoin because people are going to put money into Bitcoin because of the uncertainty. Now, is that the real reason? Who knows why Bitcoin's going up? Maybe it's just a time of year, but I am bullish. And well, we called it. We called it here on the Decrypt Daily. But also remember what goes up must come down. Who knows if it's going to start coming down yet? It could go to 15.2. Actually, I saw it earlier this morning at 15.3. It could go to 16. It could go to 17. But remember, it's always going to come back. So whatever you do, don't fud it. Don't panic. Don't sell all of your crypto just because it comes down and pulls back. It could pull back quite a bit. Don't panic. It'll be okay. This is only the beginning. And we're going to talk more about the crypto price a little bit later. But first, I want to talk to our man, Gunnar Yadav, the CEO of First Digital Trust, Hong Kong's leading registered and compliant custody provider, about what's happening in Hong Kong when it comes to exchange regulation. Thanks for having me. Look, Hong Kong is changing the rules and putting regulations on exchanges. They're going to have to reapply for licenses. And I want to know, one, what does that mean? And two, is it going to change anything when it comes to trading in Hong Kong and some of these companies that are already established there? So uh, uh, we basically already had a sandbox licensing for more than a year. I think this is going to make things more formal. They just opened up the consultations. Now everybody has a say. We can voice our opinion uh, how we want to see the law to turn out. Uh, we expect this to turn into an actual law in six to 12 months, probably. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. And it won't be optional anymore uh, once it's uh, once it's an actual law. 
So everybody that's operating an exchange or uh, servicing clients out of Hong Kong would have to comply with this. Do you think this is going to change anything with the space? Do you think that any companies are going to be com- able to comply or not able com- to comply? Companies shut down? Do you think trading is going to be you know, different in some way? There are definitely some concerns, but uh, there are a few exchanges in Hong Kong that have been um, applying for the sandbox. The biggest change I think that this brings, uh, at least in a current form, is that it's only available for professional investors uh, to participate on those exchanges. So once it becomes a law, that would mean that any exchange operating out of Hong Kong or trying to uh, uh, service Hong Kong people would only be able to take professional investors. So that's probably the biggest change, I would say. So exchanges like FTX that just basically has everybody on there right now, you're going to have to be an accredited investor. And what does an accredited investor or professional in air quotes, uh, investor mean in Hong Kong terms? I know what it means in the United States, but what does it mean in Hong Kong? So I'll save you the boring stuff, but uh, there is various requirements uh, in terms of net worth standing, essentially. For example, any regulated entity uh, could be considered a professional investor, but it's definitely, you know, John Doe from a street. So it's definitely going to limit the, the scope of the market, basically, for a lot of the exchanges. But then again, you know, Hong Kong is very much international city. A lot of the trading that's been happening, it's been institutional in that sense already. I think a lot of companies would actually qualify to be the clients under this regulation. Don't spare me the boring details. What is the net worth uh, limit? Uh, I believe it's it should be around 500,000. 500,000 Hong Kong or 500,000 US? Uh, it should be 500,000 US. Yeah. Jeez, Something oh, in that range. Yeah. Okay, so that's going to limit quite a few people. Yeah, and uh, there's also uh, experience requirements. And it's basically like if, if you can imagine like onboarding with a traditional uh, Uh, brokerage house, you have to fill in a long questionnaire about your experience, your background, and it's very much for the uh, brokerage to assess your risk level. And based on that, they can determine whether you're uh, a professional investor or not. Do you think that this is going to dry up any liquidity or change the uh, crypto space or any impact, say the crypto prices uh, at all? Or, and other questions to wrap up with that, um, discourage innovation being established in Hong Kong? Well, what we would really like to see, and I think a lot of companies are going to voice, is that it should be open to retail markets as well. I don't think it's going to discourage a lot of companies. As I mentioned, you know, Hong Kong has very big OTC desks and the, the types of people that are used to dealing with these OTC desks and exchanges, they tend to be family offices and sort of traditionally what we would consider professional investors. But for the future of, uh, of crypto and trading and all of that, I think uh, it would be very positive for the market if it included actually uh, retail investors. It doesn't have to be a whole wide open approach in the beginning, but there should be consideration for that as well. Gunnar Yadav, thank you very much for yeah. coming on the show and explaining all of this. Thank you for having me. Now with more Bitcoin price. Did you know that Bitcoin has had a record breaking run of 100 days above $10,000? Last time a run like this happened was back December 2017 through January 2018, where it was 62 days above $10,000. This is unprecedented, 100 days above $10,000. And because of this recent rise and being over $15,000, 97% of all Bitcoin wallet addresses are now in profit. So everybody, you could pat yourself in the back. Anybody that has been hodling and didn't have weak hands and held it for the past couple years and bought it almost at the tippity top, You are finally either breaking even or in a profit. Congratulations to you. Keep hodling. Wait, I'm not even going to tell you what to do. You might be really wanting that $15,000. Take that out. Do whatever you want. But congratulations for hodling and not selling at a loss. 
You know, there's a lot of top crypto minds that are saying that there's nothing now between us and $20,000 Bitcoin. And now going back a couple weeks, you remember MicroStrategy, right? They bought $425 million of Bitcoin. Well, that was pretty smart because today they're up 32%, which is $133 million in profit. Yes, in just about a month or so, they have profited $133 million. That's if they sold today. Now, how much is that $425 million of Bitcoin worth today? It is $558 million. And then after MicroStrategy's big Bitcoin bet, Square decided to jump into the game too. And they bought $50 million of Bitcoin. And that $50 million worth of Bitcoin is now $68 million with an $18 million profit. Now, if you listen to this show, you know my personal philosophy. You know that I'm never going to say why the Bitcoin price is going up. Some people say it's micro strategy. Some people say it's square. Some people say it's because PayPal just launched buying cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Litecoin, XRP, and Bitcoin Cash with PayPal. But it also could be the presidential election. It also could be COVID. It also can be the stock market is also going up. Remember, I do have a philosophy that the stock market and Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is correlated. So stock market go up, Bitcoin go up, stock market go down, Bitcoin go down. But what's happening right now? All I know is I am elated that we're seeing Bitcoin price very positive, very bullish. We're not even at the end of the year. And I think I mentioned this a couple weeks back that historically, just look at historically what Bitcoin's price has done. After having wait six months, you're going to see previous all-time highs. And we're a little bit past six months right now, but we're getting there. So we can see maybe, historically speaking, if everything works out the exact same way and history does rhyme, we could see previous all-time highs hit again by the end of the year. And then we just wait through 2021 to see even higher highs. Remember back in December 2016, January 2017, we hit $1,000 Bitcoin, which was his previous all-time high. And then it took a whole year to see the new all-time high. But in the middle of that, we saw a big pullback and then we hit $1,000 again. And then we hit 2,000 and then we hit 3,000 and then we hit four and five and then we pulled back to three and then we skyrocketed up to 20. So this is still a ride. This is still the long game, but this is bullish. And something else I just found out today, Sam Bankman-Fried, who's been on the show a couple times already, has donated to the Joe Biden 2020 U.S. presidential campaign with a $5.2 million donation. Wow. And I wonder if he only donated to Joe Biden's campaign. This has been going around. This is news. But, you know, people with money, they're going to donate to Joe. They're going to donate to Donald. Why? Because whoever wins, if they make a phone call, they want that person to pick up. Hey, Donald. I got some favors to ask FTX exchange in the USA. Hey, Joe, I got some favors to ask FTX exchange, yada, yada, yada. Come on, man. 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 So I'm not surprised by this, but I also want to know, did he donate to Trump? And if so, how much? Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Aaron. I'll be back tomorrow. Same Matt time, same Matt channel. Don't forget to go over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, like, and leave me a comment. It helps me stay visible. And if you want your friends and family to listen to crypto news coming into this bull so that they are in the know on all things crypto, please make sure you do that. Thank you very much and happy hodling everyone. <laughs>